Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. You're on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero for the workday afternoon in light of the COVID 19 pandemic. The 2020 19th edition of the marathon, the Standard Chartered Singapore Marathon this year, will take on a unique hybrid race format for participants, both locally and globally, to run through the streets of Singapore virtually. Today on Health Suites, we look at how to prepare yourself for this run and the uniqueness of the situation. Coming up next on Money FM 89.3. Health Suites with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Health Suites on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero. Joining me on the phone today, Ben Pullum, founder of Coached. We talk about getting prepared for the Standard Chartered Singapore Marathon 2020. Ben Pullum is founder of Coached a personalised training programme that helps you optimise, track and enjoy your training. A former elite triathlete who has represented New Zealand at Triathlon World Championships, World Cups and in the Olympic trials. Ben is a sought-after endurance coach who has worked with thousands of athletes and many global brands, including Under Armour, Nike, P&G, Apple, Standard Chartered, Facebook, Cisco and BMW. Ben, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's absolutely my pleasure. Now, every year, the Standard Chartered Singapore Marathon is a race many prepare for very seriously. Some of us not so seriously. I am going to assume this year will be no different despite the difference in race format. Now, what should entrants be thinking about as it is now a virtual race? Will preparation need to be different? No, the preparation doesn't really need to change all that much. You've still got to put one foot in front of the other and run the distance. So the details change a little bit and the, the planning of it changes a little bit. But in terms of the actual training structure, nothing really needs to change too dramatically. Now, OK, for a first time entrant, what are some of the things they should be thinking about? How do they prepare for a marathon? Well, the key thing when you're running any long distance is to build your aerobic system. Your body has two main energy systems, Mm -hmm. one that utilizes oxygen, and that's your aerobic system, and one that doesn't, and that's your anaerobic system. When you're running distances of 10K or more, roughly 90-plus percent of your energy is coming from that aerobic system, and that's the system that's trained at low intensity, a conversational pace, if you will. That's where I would encourage everyone running to spend the bulk of their time. Yet, most people have an ego and like to push themselves, this whole no pain, no gain mentality. Mm -hmm. And they often run harder than they need to to get the benefits that they would want. All right. I'm looking at my own experience. I am by no means an example of a runner. I actually only started running because my doctor told me I should. Um, (laughs) I'm not exactly speaking with him right now, but (laughs) but I am trying. But I'm trying to understand, is there a difference between, you know, just running for your health in the park at your own pace with no one else pushing you, that mental thing of you being in a race and actually being in a race? Yeah, I mean, when you're running for fitness, there's really no pressure and training doesn't have to be quite so structured. When you're training for fitness, the main benefit or the main goal is just to to build out that aerobic fitness, build out your fat burning, your fat metabolism, and that comes with very little stress. That's nice and easy to do. When you decide to set a race goal and they're going to line up on a race, you know, there's certain things that you're going to have to be able to do. And one of those is obviously running the distance of the race. So as soon as that's attached, 
you have to work backwards and figure out how you're going to condition your body to build the strength and the aerobic conditioning that it needs to run the distance at the speed that you'd like. Okay, so what kind of tweaks to their workout regime should an entrant into the Standard Chartered Singapore Marathon be making now? Well, there's only a month or so to go, right? Mm -hmm. So now I would hope people have already been training for a good two or three months and have that nice level of aerobic fitness. This time in a program, we typically want to be ramping up the intensity to mimic what you're going to do on race day. So for those of you running the 10K, you'll be running a lot more race-specific 10K pace work. And those of you running the half marathon will be doing the half marathon pace work to show your body what that feels like and to mentally understand what that kind of intensity feels like because it will get pretty hard. It will get pretty hard, I can imagine. We're speaking with Ben Pullum, founder of Coach. Now, given the option to run virtually, there is a possibility, I'm assuming, that someone may pick up unhealthy running habits and potentially injure themselves because there is a lack of supervision. Someone like you is not going to be running alongside them, helping them with their training. What kind of injuries are we looking at? It's a good question. I think most of the injuries that runners tend to suffer are either a result of structural imbalance, things like having one leg longer than the other, for example, or due to biomechanical imbalances caused by muscle imbalance. So most runners, when they prepare for events, they run. But an essential component of training is strength training. You need to be doing either some bodyweight exercises or resistance work with a band or free weight to address any muscle imbalances you may have so that when you do load up the mileage and you do build out your frequency and run more often, you're not going to get hurt. How do they know if they're doing something wrong? Can they be running on a treadmill and looking at a mirror for indication that maybe they're, they're off balance or, or what have you? Yeah, you can do that. Unless you have a trained eye, that can be a little bit tricky. Mm-hmm. Typically, your body's pretty good at communicating with you. So some of the more common things that people will notice is they'll often get sore knees, for example, at the front of the knee or on the side of the knee. Others get achy arches, shin splints. These are all signs that there's some form of likely imbalance going on that needs to be corrected. And you can do a pretty quick Google search and come up with a whole bunch of ways to, to fix that. Now, there's physical training, and then there's mental training that I'm assuming is equally important with a marathon. What tweaks do you suggest for this virtual setting? Would the virtual nature of the run actually make it harder to stay focused? In terms of in the race or during the preparation? In terms of the race itself and preparing for that difference. Yeah, that's a good question. There's pros and cons to it, I think, because you're definitely going to... One of the nice things we like about traditional races is the race vibe, right? There's music pumping, there's thousands of people all around you, you've got lots of people to keep an eye on to pace you. And that's obviously motivating and that helps to keep you going, especially in the later stages of the race when people are there cheering for you. But on the flip side, all that hype creates a hormonal response and you sort of activate all the fight or flight hormones. These elevate your heart rate and sort of put you into the state where you often start the race too fast. And when you do that, you set off a chain reaction of negativity 
essentially, because you're producing lactate, which becomes acidic eventually and can cause fatigue. You sweat more, so you lose more sodium. You burn up your fuel. And all of these things lead to slowing down over time. So without the hype, there's the chance that you can be a little bit more controlled in your race execution. So I would see that as a benefit. Now, in regards to staying focused, that's what training's for. You need to put in the work and do things that you need to do even when you don't want to do them. Because in my experience, that's the best way to develop mental toughness. And mental toughness is essential if you want to run well, especially in the back end of a race when you're really tired. I can't imagine it. I, I've never run a marathon or a 10K or a 5K, actually. I well, th- I, I think we should change that, Clarissa. Oh, oh, no, no. No, 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 no. Not this you, year, you anyway. You might be surprised. <laughs> Give me a bicycle. I'll do 30 clicks any day. <laughs> you prefer cycling? Absolutely. No, running's good fun. You just got to learn how to do it right. It's a funny thing because everybody as a child learns to swim. Mm-hmm. Everybody learns to ride a bike. Very few people learn how to run. It's just something that they do. And um, when you learn a few basic things, you'll be surprised how easy it starts to feel. Okay. I might let you convince me, but not, <laughs> not for next month. What else should someone be doing to be ready for the race to get the most enjoyment out of it? Because I'm assuming there's a very small number of people who have any chance of winning something out of this race. Most of them, it is the bragging rights of finishing. So how do you make it the most fun? For sure. Well, I mean, one thing you can do is just because it is a single race, you can still have supporters in some sense, right? So long as you obey the social distancing rules, there's no reason you can't have your family out on the course somewhere to give you a yell or standing by the treadmill to give you a yell if you're doing the AR race. That's something that I'd be looking to do. Other things I would consider as well in regards to performance and just making the experience less painful, things like hydration. We live in a very hot climate. It's humid and it's draining and we dehydrate very quickly. And believe it or not, this is something that athletes, especially runners, neglect. So as you run, you've got to be very mindful of taking in the water you need and the electrolytes you need, specifically sodium. And what that'll do is help you to run at a faster pace for a longer time. And as a result of that, I would imagine your race is going to hurt a little less. That actually sounds like it would be easier to do at an actual race. How do you maintain your hydration if you are running it virtually? Well, there's a few ways. So let's take the AR race to start with. That's going to be super easy Mm because you're just on a treadmill and you can have a drink bottle or two by by the side. Mm -hmm. So that one's actually, I would argue, better than a traditional race because you have fluids on call. Other options when you're running virtually is either to run a short lap course where you just have a drink bottle by the side and you're just consistently looping around. Another option is to wear something like a camelback or a hydration vest. Mm -hmm. Those are probably the best ways. Or have, like I said, a friend or family member somewhere on the course to pass you your fluids and your, your energy. And how do you know if you're doing the actual physical race when you need to be hydrating again? Because I'm assuming, and again, I'm not drawing from any kind of experience, I'm assuming you're you're concentrating on the race itself. 
Is it easy enough to forget that you need to, to grab a drink or hydrate? Yeah, it is. I mean, we tend to have some natural urges that force us to, to crave water or, or salt or energy mm-hmm. um, as it starts to deplete. So you're not going to forget entirely, I wouldn't imagine. But we encourage all the athletes I coach to have a plan on how to fuel yourself, both from a hydration point of view and from an energy point of view, because you need both. And then training is just a matter of practicing those things and trying to figure out exactly what your stomach can tolerate, what flavors you like, how much energy you want to take in, how much sodium you need. It's a little bit of a puzzle that you just slowly piece together over time. And hopefully by the time race day comes about, you know what you're doing and you can nail it. Now, it, it is about a month to the Standard Chartered Singapore Marathon. Advice for the first-timers? Enjoy your process. Enjoy your process. Running, believe it or not, is a fun sport. And you get better at it the more consistently you do it. So I would encourage everyone just to keep their training frequency up, even if it means running a little less, so that you build that consistency. And as you're consistent, you'll get better and running will become a little less painful because your body will begin to know what it feels like and adjust. You raise an interesting point. When is it just pain that your body needs to adjust to and when is it pain that they should be more concerned about? Oh, that's a tricky question. Any, any acute pain is usually a little more serious than dull pain. Runners will often have aches and pains just because of the impact that you have every time you, you put a foot down. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of like dull ache in, in muscle soreness is just part of the training process. And that tends to happen a little more the more beginning you are. Mm-hmm. And as you, you build your training base and, and build strength, that becomes a little less common. But most of us have a pretty good sense of, of whether something's serious or not. Again, the body's pretty good at telling you what it needs. You just have to learn to listen to it. I'm going to assume, like myself, some of us have bodies that might be telling us and brains that go, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) There's a fine line between being smart and being soft. And it's your job as a runner to try and walk that line. Right. Okay. And on that note, we've been speaking with Ben Pullum, founder of Coached, about getting prepared for the Standard Chartered Singapore Marathon. Ben, thank you for the advice and for the time. It was my pleasure. I'm Clarissa Monter for the Workday Afternoon on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.